Welcome to Big G in Conversation, the podcast from inside Guelph City Hall. Hi, I'm Wendy King, and on today's show, we're talking with the city clerk to discuss the upcoming municipal election. We'll learn about key voting dates, the different ways you could cast your ballot, and other important things that Guelph voters want to know. Joining me today is Stephen O'Brien, City Clerk and General Manager of Guelph City Clerk's Office. So thanks for joining me, Stephen. Nice to talk to you again. Great to be back, Wendy. Thanks so much. So I really can't believe we're talking election again. Or, you know, it just, things seem to happen very quickly. As, as we discussed, the summer has flown by and here we are. It's time to talk about municipal election coming up. So. Um, when is it all happening? Well, the big day is October 24th, uh, but really uh, Guelphites and, and residents here in Guelph can vote a few, they have a few opportunities to vote. So obviously voting day, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., that's October 24th. That's a set time that folks can vote, uh, but also during the advance period. So October 8th to 10th, October 14th to 16th, and we've got a vote by mail option that, uh, that runs during a, a good chunk of that period as well. So in short, two weekends before voting day, and a remote voting option and vote by mail. Lots of time to get out and vote. So let's start with that. You mentioned uh, the new vote by mail option. Can you give us a little bit more detail on that? Yeah, new for us in, in 2022 for sure. We've had remote, what we call remote voting options in a sort of a broad category of voting options for some time, but uh, new for us in 2022 is vote by mail. Part of it is a response to what we've seen provincially and federally. Other levels of government have offered vote by mail um, and also a response to what we've come through for the last two and a half years or so. So it gives people an opportunity to vote remotely if they choose. And as I said, um, through the advanced voting period, so effectively between September 12th and October 14th, that's the window in which electors can register to receive a vote by mail kit. We really recommend that listeners register early within that window if they're interested in voting by mail. Uh, and what I'll say is without getting into a whole bunch of details, uh, all the details can always be found at guelph.ca slash vote. And I, I would guess you're going to hear me say that website a whole lot in our chat today. That's okay. That's good for people to know. So speaking of casting ballots, let's run down all the ways you can do that. Yeah, certainly. So advanced voting, similar to what electors will experience on election day, physical voting locations with accessible voting equipment is effectively what they'll find at those voting loca locations. And by accessible equipment, I mean, uh, we've got really cool technology that allows an audio ballot to be read to an elector if they need that, uh, that accommodation. Um, and then they can mark their ballot using that audio device. Um, we're going to have one location during the advanced voting in each ward on the weekend of October 14th to 16th. And on the weekend prior to that, October 8th to 10th, voting will be at City Hall, also with that fully accessible voting equipment. And then on Election Day, October 24th, 45 plus locations throughout the city uh, and upwards of about seven locations per ward. Uh, one location within each of those wards, again, will have that accessible equipment that I just mentioned. Um, and so you've got the ability to vote uh, at a lot of, or you've got the option, sorry, to vote, uh, you know, fit it into what, what works with your schedule is, is uh, how we're, we're trying to make it easy for folks. It's really interesting to me how things have evolved over the last few years. So for sure, COVID has, has changed something for you guys in the procedures, right? Absolutely. Um, it's really made us focus on on how voting locations are set up. I mean, we've always had distancing, for example, to, to you know, respect the privacy of the voting process, but we're more cognizant of that. Um, we'll make sure that hand sanitizers are available. 
Uh, and all the things that we've come used to seeing when we physically enter all kinds of different places in today's day and age. Uh, but the vote by mail option is one that really allows people, if they if they feel more comfortable voting at home and, and having that remote voting option, they can do that as well and avail themselves of that. So just curious, I think the last time I voted, um, it was a little different in that we still did, you know, the X on the ballot and then you handed it to the person, but they put, they you watched them immediately put it into a, I don't know, high tech thing. <laughs> you know, the yes. word. Um, yeah, it's a tabulator. The little, the little box wasn't there anymore is what I'm trying to say. So is that what you're talking about with the new technology? Yeah, certainly that that's the technology we're talking about. You know, municipal elections are infinitely more complex, I say, than our friends federally and provincially. There's one ballot federally and provincially with five, six, seven names on it, depending on how many folks are running in the riding. In a municipal election, we've got many names on the ballot and and up to three contests on each ballot. So um, you're voting for mayor, you're voting for two ward council representatives, and in some cases you're voting for one, maybe two, maybe four school board trustee candidates. So we have what we call a composite ballot, and those vote tabulators really help us ensure that there's an accuracy um, to, uh, you know, an efficiency certainly, but more so an accuracy to the, to the tabulation of the vote results. So when you say, um you know, here's where you're going to go to vote. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about, like, is it ward specific or does everybody go to one general area? That's a great question. So we're also in the business of trying to make voting easy for people. So um, on advanced voting, I mentioned that uh, the one weekend where we've got multiple locations around the city, the 14th to the 16th of October, you can vote at any location in the city. So we'll have one location in each ward and you can go to any one of those locations. You're not required to visit any one specific location. And our thought process in there with what we call sort of the vote anywhere within the city model um, is that people have busy lives. They might be visiting um, elderly parents uh, in another part of the city. They may have uh, commitments with children um, that, that take them across different parts of the city. It may be easier for them to vote near those locations than it is near home. And then that extends to a, sort of a certain degree as well on election day. So on election day, you can vote at any of the locations within your ward. Again, recognizing that people are busy. They're coming and going from groceries and you know any number of activities that they're they're carrying out and so the vote anywhere within the ward and vote anywhere within the city are are aimed at making sure that people have um, easy access to voting uh what kind of id do we need great question um what you really want to bring is identification that shows your name and qualifying address so most commonly electors will bring a driver's license or the new well not so new actually now but the ontario photo id card with them uh, there's only a select few of ontario health cards that have a qualifying address that's the biggest thing for us we want to make sure that you are who you are in front of us but also your address matches the address we have on the voters list so we don't need photo id we just need id that shows qualifying address uh, and your name. Other options that people can bring might include things like mortgage statements, lease rental agreements, income tax assessment notices, um, health cards. Again, some do, but many don't. Passports not acceptable uh, because oh, individuals. Yes, individuals write. If you look at your passport, you hand wrote your address into that, and obviously people can move, and that address can change. So. Um, I would suggest you, you, you visit guelph.ca slash vote. We've got a full list of ID that's available. Again, most common driver's license, Ontario photo ID, uh, and you're going to get a voter notification card in the mail if you're on the voters list. So that those two things combined, your piece of ID and that voter notification card can really make your experience quicker at the polls. 
Right, for sure. Yeah, that's. I'm glad you said that because I think people would think, well, a passport would do everything, but not in this case. Not in this There's case. one more thing, Wendy, I'm going to add to yep. that. You know what yep. else you can bring? You can bring a friend, you can bring a neighbor to the voting location with you. So bring your ID, bring your voter notification card, but why not make it a community event? Why not make it a family event? Um, again, we're, we want as many people to get out and vote as they can. So bring a friend, uh, encourage others to come along with you. So that was my other question because um, Canada, Ontario, any city you visit, voter turnout is notoriously low for whatever reason. I feel like, and I could be wrong, but I feel like with all the issues that are going on right now and what we've dealt with for the last couple of years, people should be and may be more engaged. Um, I'm sure that's your hope. What do you think is reality? Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. The 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 truth comes out in the numbers historically in terms of voter turnout, and you're you're quite right about voter turnout. I mean, even provincially in this last election in June, we saw um, lower voter turnout. I, I believe it was at the sort of 42, 43 percent range. Yeah, it was bad. Um, yeah, and and we're not, you know, in some cases, municipalities aren't much better than that, or aren't even close to that. I think what's really important for people to realize is that, as you said, Wendy, the municipal level government is the one that's closest to the people. And what I mean by that is when you wake up in the morning and you take the dog for a walk or you walk your kids to the bus stop, you're walking on a municipal sidewalk that needs to be maintained. Um, when you turn your lights on, I mean, you know, Electra is the, is the local utility here in, in Guelph, but effectively that's a municipal service. Maybe you visit a park and you walk on trails. Those are municipal services and such. Um, the water, when you turn on the tap to brush your teeth in the morning, that's a municipal service. So it really, really is um, in everybody's life every single day. And so voting and, and having a say in that and who will represent you in decisions around those things is, is really critical and really important. So I hope that that sort of puts things in perspective for some of your listeners. I always thought that the municipal election was the most important for exactly the reasons you said. It's your local neighbor running. You probably know them. Uh, it's the local issue. It's it's where you, you can really actually have an impact. Like, you know, we always say, oh, what's the point of telling Canada what to do? They're not going to do what we want. You know, there's all that, you know, I guess you get jaded sometimes about voting. Um, but but municipal, you really do have the voice. Yeah, absolutely. I think you said it right. These are your neighbors. These are the people that will make decisions that impact you on a daily basis and in a much shorter time horizon, right? Some of the decisions that council makes uh, at the council horseshoe table are development applications that are going to impact your neighborhood and, um, you know, critical issues about how Guelph grows and where Guelph grows, um, all the way down to, like I said before, what's your park design, what, what the new park design is going to be uh, around the corner from your house and that type of thing. So, um, yeah, it's 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 personal. It's personal for a lot of different reasons, and that that's what makes it special. And that's why we hope that folks take advantage of the opportunity to get out and vote. Again, as I said earlier, we're we're doing our part to hopefully make it as easy as possible to get out and vote. Yeah, absolutely, you really are. Um, so we talked about technology, but because it's this like kind of vote anywhere approach, does that make it easier to to host a municipal election? Or I'm sure there's still there's always glitches. Yeah, I think vote anywhere within the city during the advanced voting period um, and voting at any location uh, in Guelph is is really um, giving electors the flexibility to vote at a location that's most convenient for them. Uh, as I said, maybe they work across um, uh, the city from their home and voting at a location near work is more convenient. That I think is really valuable. Um, we've got lots of locations within each of the wards on election day. Uh, most wards have, I think all have at least seven voting locations and some have, you know, eight or nine locations within the ward. So 
the intent there is to make them all, hopefully take the load off and make it less busy for for locations, but also allow people to select which location is best for them. And we hope again that people avail themselves of advanced voting opportunities. Again, the 14th to the 16th, the 8th to the 10th of October. Um, using the the vote by mail option is a great uh, option as well. Again, register early for that. That's the one message I would suggest. Get online on the the week of September the 12th uh, and and check if you're. Uh, if you're on the voters list and subsequently register, but hopefully those things make the lineups a little bit less cumbersome on election day. Uh, we know things get busy at the end of the day, so we're trying to make uh, make it as easy for possible throughout the process. I hate to bring it up, but we've all been watching what's going on in the states. They have so many issues with their elections, like so many things that aren't even happening, people say are happening. It's got to be simpler for you guys, yes, because you're you're smaller, you're one municipality. Uh, I, I guess I'm asking, um, do people have the same concerns that they do in the U.S. about your vote actually counting? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think you you sort of have to ask the question to individual electors in that regard. But what I'll say is that I think in, in the Canadian context, we're fortunate because we've got um, at senior levels of government, federally and provincially, we've got nationwide or province-wide agencies or bodies that coordinate elections. In the U.S., uh, those those elections are, are down at the county level. And so the county level supports the election process for state and, and federal level offices. Um, that, that can be – that can – provide like a, a, a quilt or a patchwork quilt of, of options throughout the country in the United States. In, in the Canadian context, we've got those national authorities. And then again, in Ontario at your local level, um, there's one election administration group, and that's the team in the city clerk's office here at the city. My, my folks here that are working very hard to deliver that election. And we're, we're, um, we're working really hard to make sure that the messages are clear and succinct and that people know when they can vote, where they can vote, um, and how they vote in terms of the technology. Again, how you vote in terms of who you select is perfectly your choice, and we're, we're not uh, overly concerned about that, obviously. Um, but we want to make sure that you've got the, uh, you know, the where and when to vote, most importantly. Um, do you have a, a large uh, field of candidates this time around? Yes, we do, and we got a lot. Uh, of candidates um, registering and filing what we call their nomination papers near the tail end of the nomination period, which ended on August 19th. We have 72 candidates. Wow. That's for all of the council um, contests, so mayor and all the ward councillors, including all of the uh, school board trustee races. So, um, you know, municipal elections are infinitely complex. I told you about those different races on the ballot. We have yeah. 30 different ballot faces. Federally and provincially, there's one. So uh, that's a degree of complexity that I don't people think people realize. There's one ballot face for each ward, and then there's one ballot face for each of the five different school support options. English public, English separate, French public, French separate, and no school support. So 30 distinct and different ballot faces makes our elections really complex. So we, we do our best to sort of uh, distill out the complexity in things and really make it easier for people to find information and get it. So it's the day after the election. What happens after all the votes are cast and counted? Well, there's certainly a transition process, Wendy. So we focus on the incoming council and ensuring that they have all the information they need to get up and running. Um, there's administrative things for us to close off related to the election, official results, sharing candidate financial filing information with the candidate so they know that they have uh, their obligations post-election. Um, we have a, we're, we're actively planning at this point uh, with our colleagues across the city, a, a new council orientation. And the same will hold true for school board trustees. Um, the first date of this new term of council is November 15th. 
Um, and as a result, we'll be holding a council orientation session uh, through the early part of November. Uh, and then of course, uh, periodically throughout the year. On November 15th, that's that first day of the term, uh, the 2022-2026 term uh, of office, the members of council will take their oath of office at an inaugural meeting uh, on that day. And so it's a ceremony meeting. Uh, no other city business occurs at that time, but it's important nonetheless. And, and then um, I think, Following that inaugural, things certainly don't slow down for the new uh, newly elected council. There's a regular schedule of council meetings that begin promptly in December. And then, as you well know, and your listeners know, they carry on through the rest of the term. Huge learning curve for people if they haven't done it before. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, faster results with the technology? Yeah, certainly it is. Um, again, the complexity of that ballot that I mentioned means that if we were to hand count, some of these these results would take us days to to tabulate. Wow. Uh, the tabulators certainly make that more efficient, but again, there's accuracy in 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 the in the in the use of the tabulators as well. Um, and so that's that's you know what we will have is is unofficial results officially on the night of. Uh, after the close of the polls at 8 p.m. I'm going to say sometime hopefully before or around 10, 1030. Um, and then we certify those results, which is really just mean means we take another quick glance at, at the results, make sure that all the results at, um, line up with the with the ballot tallies from each of the voting locations. And we'll certify those results, hopefully on the Tuesday following Election Day, the 25th. So just to kind of wrap up and if you want to re repeat some of the, the key dates and everything, um, what else do you think is really important for a Guelph voter to know? Well, I'm going to start with the first and foremost, get out and vote. Uh, to do that easily, check if you're on the voters list. Go to guelph.ca slash vote. We've got links to some of the tools that are available uh, to check if you're on the voters list. If you want to register to use a vote by mail option, please, please, please do that early in the opportunity to register for that. Uh, I would suggest individuals get on that sometime during the week of September 12th. That's the best bet. Take the time to understand what decisions mayors and members of council make. Uh, collectively as, as a group. We talked about some of that today, Wendy, but, but make sure you research. Um, again, we're not really concerned with who you vote for uh, or why you got out and vote. That's personal, just that you do. Um, and if you're voting in person, like I said earlier, why not bring a plus one to cast a ballot with you? Uh, the more the merrier is, uh, is what we say. Yeah, so just give me the key dates again, um, if you don't mind, just uh, recap the advanced days and then what happens voting day and the times. Certainly, yes. On uh, the first weekend you can vote in person is October 8th to 10th. The second weekend you can vote advanced is uh, October 14th to 16th. Election day is October 24th. And you can register to receive a vote by mail kit um, on October, or sorry, on September the 12th. So those are the dates you really want to uh, to remember. And yeah, we hope everyone gets a chance to, to pick the option that works best for them. Got a couple of kind of fun, silly, rapid fire questions sure, for you. Sure, sure, sure. Um, where and how are you going to, not how are you going to vote, not who are you <laughs> going to vote for, but what option are you choosing to vote? Well, as a proud Guelph resident, I and, and someone who will be very busy on the 24th, yeah. I will probably, the how I vote will be uh, in person at an advanced voting location. Conveniently, there's one here on October 8th to 10th at City Hall, so I'll probably <laughs> wander down at some point, try and be as innocuous as possible and cast my own ballot. Do you have any election day superstitions? Uh, no, there's no, uh, there's no, you know, this pair of socks that I wear every, uh, <laughs> every election. 
Um, I, I try and get in really early on the day of. Um, my superstition is to get in and get settled, I think. Uh, one thing I will say is not so much of a super, superstition, but a fun tradition with the team here in the city clerk's offices. Um, election day is becomes all about food. So we do a bit of a potluck on election day. Folks, totally. folks bring in some stuff and, and it's so busy that really that's nice that folks can come up and grab something to eat while they're running and doing any number of things, supporting the voting locations throughout the city on answering phone calls, um, questions from candidates, questions from the teams that are at the voting location. So food keeps us going in the day and it's an interesting, maybe not superstition, but an interesting tidbit of info on the back. I was going to say, I don't know if it's the same in city city hall, but uh, working in newsrooms, election is always pizza day. You yes. live till it's time to order the pizza and keep yeah, the right. caffeine coming, right? Yeah, lots of coffee and, uh, <laughs> and good food keeps us going. Absolutely. Hey, thanks so much to Stephen O'Brien for the great discussion. Um, as Give me the the website one more time, Stephen, for people. Yeah, guelph.ca slash vote. All your resources, all the information you need is there. Thanks so much, Wendy. I really appreciate it. Thank the you. Time. You too. Take care. I'm Wendy King with the City of Guelph's Big G in Conversation podcast. Thanks for joining me. If you have ideas for a show or comments, you can email biggpodcast at guelph.ca. Until next time, take care and let's keep the conversation going.